Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 26, where we talk about reducing anxiety with Sarah Ahmed, nutritional therapy practitioner from Madison, Wisconsin. We discuss the role of diet and lifestyle changes for reducing anxiety and depression. Learn about her methods and the benefits her clients have experienced. Stay with us until the end to hear her quick tip for healthier living. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Nutritional therapy is a holistic wellness practice that seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Welcome again, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So in the first episode we recorded together, we talked a little bit about your health journey and how you heard about nutritional therapy and your specialty as a nutritional therapist, which has to do with anxiety. So in this episode, I would love to talk to you more about your specialty and how you work with people that have anxiety and depression. Yeah. So I personally struggled from anxiety, as I mentioned in the last episode for like for all my life almost. And I was having this gut issues and uh, <clears throat> bloating and constipation. So there was a relationship to it, but I uh, never understood it until uh, now. And this is what I teach and this is what I educate my clients about, that it's hard, it's hard for people to just connect the dots between gut and brain. But now we know uh, this is scientific based that gut and brain are connected right so we have this vagus nerve that goes from the brain to the gut and there's a constant communication going on between our gut and brain and i and i always explain it in that way to my clients that hey so you have this feeling of like you have this gut feeling or sometimes you experience this butterflies in your stomach or sometimes you have like you're anxious and you have this like stomach pain or you sometimes people experience diarrhea or something when they're like stressed out right so there's something going on there is a relationship that is between our gut and our nervous system our brain this is the area that I uh, focus on by focusing on people's diet and their lifestyle. So I work with them by understanding how their body is reacting to different foods and removing those inflammatory foods if they are like having a highly processed diet and a lot of sugars in it and a lot of uh, other uh, inflammatory foods like gluten or dairy in it and how they are reacting to it. And honestly, by introducing the real foods and just removing those inflammatory foods uh, does wonder to a lot of people and it helps to calm down their anxiety levels. And then there's a lifestyle factor as well, right? The sleep issues and the stress level, the stress management, yoga, meditation, exercise. So these are all the areas that we work together, me and my client, to just go on their health journey. Yeah, okay, so you covered a lot there. So 
um, the diet, the diet um, recommendations. I, I love that you talk to them about how the gut connects to the brain. I think that's so valuable because science is now showing, we used to talk about the brain, you know, I was a biology major many years ago in college, and we learned the brain was this thing you have in your head and that, uh, you know, weighs X number of pounds and, you know, it has all these neural connections, right? And then it connects to the rest of the body through the spine and the spinal cord and all this. But now what we're realizing is that we have actually three brains. There's a brain in the heart. There's a small brain in the heart. The heart actually holds some of its own memories. It's fascinating. And we have this very large brain in the gut. In fact, the brain of the gut, which we now call the enteric nervous system, rivals the size of the brain in your head. And I think many people find that quite surprising, especially if they went through their education, you know, uh, some decades ago, like I did. And that, like you said, that that brain and the gut is communicating with the brain and the head all the time. And in fact, we see that 80% of the signals being sent between the gut and the brain actually originate from the gut. So the gut is delivering lots of information to the brain. In some ways, the brain is assessing okay, how safe are we or what's going on by, um, by reacting to signals coming from the gut? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree totally. And I love the idea how you explained it and the brain in your heart. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I haven't heard of it before. So yeah, so this is like, this is the area where we talk to people about that and I think educating them and then they realize it that how real it is and how they feel about it and of course when they start seeing results then it, it all makes sense. Tell me what your you know what what's who's your ideal client I mean who do you strive to help? Yeah so this is what I have on my website as well and uh I talk, I have like, I offer a 15 minute discovery call to people so to see if we are the right fit for each other. I would always say that, you know, there's no perfect diet that works for everyone, but there is a combination of perfect foods that, that the perfect combination of foods that can work for you. And are you ready to uh, work with me on that and find that balance in your life and in your diet and everything? And it's a, like a, it's not a pill approach that if you're going to pop some pills in the night and you can feel awesome all day and all night and you can sleep well, then I am not the right person for you. So you have to work on the foundations uh, with me to see that how your body responds to it. And then we can together go on your health journey and find that optimal health for you. So I love that. So you start with a 15 minute discovery call so that people can have a chance to meet you and and learn how you work with them, right? Yes. You know, what is it like? Tell me what the new client process is like. Like how how many visits or sort of what happens first and then second and you know, what kind of recommendations are you making and yeah, how how do people get the supplements that you're recommending? Like, you know, yeah, what is yeah. how does that unfold? Yeah. Yeah. So after the 15 minute discovery call, we can then, uh, if we think that we are the right fit for each other, then they can schedule an initial consultation with me that is 90 minutes. And before that consultation, I send them all the paperwork and the forms to fill out for all the details. And then we discuss everything in our meeting. And uh, then I have this recommendation plan for them that I send them later after our discussion that includes 
the diet and what foods they can they can eat how's it how's it gonna look like the supplementation protocol for sure and if we have identified any inflammatory foods and how we can address that i also give them a lot of resources like educational handouts and recipes and health store suggestions and where to buy the food on budget because that's a big thing for a lot of people and cooking tips right a lot of people are not a big fan of cooking at home and they just don't want to spend all the time in the kitchen which is totally understandable so I have these quick tips that I use myself to just do it in five minutes or how to cook in a batch over the weekends. And I also educate people and I have handouts for that, that how to do the grocery shopping, how to read the labels and understand that what you are buying and what you are paying for. So this is like the initial consultation and then I give them all the details and all the information and handouts and then we have a follow-up call like after two to three weeks to see how everything is going. And during uh, the time between my initial consultation and the follow-up call, they can contact me via email or text message sometimes. I prefer the email. So if they have any questions or concerns that I am able to answer them. And usually the process is like three months or six months depending on the person so there are a couple of calls involved yep so if i met with you as as a, a new client i would fill out my paperwork and you would look through that and then we'd get together we'd have 90 minutes to talk about my situation right my health history and so forth and we would end that conversation with uh, you sending me your health tips and your handouts and some recommendations for some things to to start with. So diet changes and lifestyle changes? Yes, yes, of course, yes. And then maybe some supplements too? Yes, so it depends on the client. Some people prefer to have a supplementation protocol like right away and some people just want to change their diet and lifestyle first and then go to the supplements and I totally respect that and that's how we go. And so um, in two to three weeks, what what are we hoping will happen? Like what kinds of results could we see in a two to three week span? Yeah, that's that's a great question, actually. So it depends where you are at, right? So if you are already um, on a good diet and you have a good understanding of healthy eating, but you don't know that what your triggers are, and we have identified those triggers in your initial consultation and we have removed them, you might feel better right away, right? Or maybe uh, you some while to just figure that out, that maybe that was not the right diet uh, pattern for me. Or maybe diet is not the biggest thing here. Maybe this, this is my lifestyle. Maybe I'm having just five hours sleep every night and that's the problem here and we have discussed that in our initial consultation and if you have worked on it and within two to three weeks you might start seeing results right away or maybe you might not depending on again your situation on the contrary if you are already you, you are on a bad diet not a bad diet like on a sad diet like standard american diet and you're switching to a healthy diet just eating real food i would say you see the start seeing the results right away Uh, And that I have experienced a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I agree that changing the diet when someone hasn't considered uh, dietary changes prior, then that can that can result in some very big changes quickly. 
Um, I've also seen big changes happen quickly with hydration. Yes, yes. Hydration is the bigger one. How can I forget that? Uh, (laughs) Hydration is like, we don't know that how dehydrated our cells are, right? So we are uh, not taking enough water and we are drinking all these caffeinated beverages all the time, a couple of times a day. uh, And then we are dehydrating ourselves and dehydrating our cells in our body. And hydration, just having a glass of water with some salt and lemon in it or some electrolytes in it it's 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 a great tip it's the best tip actually you can give to anybody i think so too so at two or three weeks you have a follow-up call is that what 60 minutes or 30 minutes Yes, so the follow-up call is 30 uh, 30 minutes usually or sometimes it's 45 minutes depending on the client mm-hmm. and how often are you making a new set of recommendations after that call Yeah, so I try not to make a lot of changes in one call because I think change is hard for us as human beings. So we have to take a gentle approach and just be kind to ourselves. This is how I, this is the way how I feel. So I have usually like two to three recommendations for diet and two or three recommendations for lifestyle. So if they have, they are following all those recommendations from first uh, visit and they are ready to incorporate more changes, then we'll go, we'll take further step. Or what we can do is we can just stick with those changes and see the results happening. And so when would the next visit be? Yeah, so it depends on the clients. The next visit would be like maybe in four weeks if they are feeling great with all those recommendations and they are like, okay, I'm going to stick to it and see how it goes. And I don't need that much of help right now, which don't happen. Again, usually it is again within two to three weeks. And then we can see where we are at and then uh, we can go from there. Yeah. So what I like about the practice of nutritional therapy is that we, you know, if, you, if we're using the nutritional uh, assessment questionnaire, we kind of get a roadmap, right? <laughs> right at the beginning that can help us to set the priorities because for this to work really well, you want to identify, right, what those, what the key priorities are for each person since everyone's a bio-individual. Yeah. And, you know, the life happens. Sometimes people are just sticking to the routine and everything is happening good and they're seeing the improvements. And then they, you know, they went on a vacation or something and they have a holiday or something. And they're like, you know, I was eating too much sugar in there and I'm back to my sugar eating habits and I have these blood blood sugar issues again. So they come back and then we can work from there. And that's okay. That's what I tell my clients that this is what makes us human. So that's fine. We have this back and forth thing going on. So do you have um, an example client that you wanted to talk about today? Maybe like a case study? Yeah. So this client was, she came to me with a lot of anxiety issues that she was having and uh, she was not sleeping well. She was not able to sleep well, actually. She was having like insomnia for a year or so. She was very young, around 24. So what I did was I did that initial consultation with her and have this, uh, have her filled all the nutritional assessment questionnaire. And the interesting thing that pop up for her was that her blood sugar was just very dysregulated, right? She was having sugar cravings all day. She was eating healthy, uh, but I think she was not eating enough. What what I did with, uh, with her was that just make small changes in her diet and that 
were very effective for her. For instance, she was having a breakfast of just regular cereal with some banana in it. And I offered her to uh, an advice to just change it to a, with a breakfast high in protein and fats and healthy carbs that was like an omelet with some veggies in it and uh, maybe a blueberry smoothie with some collagen powder in it. And of course, we make some other changes in her diet for her lunch and dinner options. And now she was eating more than before, but it was, of course, the healthy version, all the healthy varieties of healthy fats and uh, proteins and carbs. It definitely helped with her blood sugar levels. Uh, another suggestion I had was hydration. She was very dehydrated. She was not drinking enough water. And the third one I had was just the lifestyle change that was her sleep patterns. So she was uh, having an active lifestyle where her sleep patterns were very bad. I understand that she has insomnia and she was unable to sleep, but, but I introduced her to having a sleep hygiene. So that was kind of a life changer for her. So she started having this sleep hygiene and, um, and saw amazing results. And if people don't know what sleep hygiene is, it is like having a set time, set bedtime and set time for a fixed time to wake up and then having your sleep area clean and don't bring your phones and your tablets or your laptop with you in your bed. And also just add some other routine to your sleep hygiene, like maybe having a bath or shower or having some candles on or some essential oils, this kind of thing. So yeah, so that client uh, was a big one for me because her diet was good. It was not that bad, but of course there were changes that were needed and she was not eating enough fats, enough proteins. She was not eating enough um, in general. She was eating less than she needed and hydration. Uh, so two things plus a lifestyle change make big changes. She came back within like few weeks and she was like, oh my God, I'm feeling a lot better and uh, my anxiety levels are better, you know. I am f I'm not feeling that restless anymore. Well, that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> she felt so much better in just a few weeks. Yeah. Um, fabulous. I love your, uh, your tips for sleep hygiene. I think that's already a great learning for anyone who's listening to this episode because in this, our world of electronics and always on, and I think that making space for sleep, people don't see the value in that as much. Yeah. And you know, uh, I just dig into it a lot because I struggled with this insomnia for a long time. So you know, there is uh, some work done by Matthew Walker uh, and he has a book as well, I guess, Why We Sleep. And there are a lot of free YouTube tutorials on that if people really want to understand what it is. Sleep is such, such an important factor and it is very much ignored in our current society. And we need sleep to just rejuvenate our body, our mind, to de detox our systems. It's, it's a key. It's one of the key factors. I think, you know, your brain doesn't work as well when you don't have enough sleep. And if your brain's not working well, I mean, if, uh, if, the, if the, the brain is the master controller of health, then you have a problem there right away. Yeah. And if you don't sleep well, you have like anxiety levels, your anxiety levels get up. So even to manage your anxiety levels, the best thing you can do is just have a strict sleep routine. Just go to bed in time and just wake up, have a fixed wake up time. So that's one of the best tips you can give to anyone. Sarah, one of the things you said was that your client wasn't eating enough 
calories. Is that right? Yes. I think people would find that a very surprising recommendation. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I would say that we are in a culture where we are counting our macros and micros and calories all the time, right? We are like counting and we have apps for it now and we don't focus on the quality of the food or what nutrition we are getting out of it. Uh, And I was in that boat for a long time, (laughs) guilty of it. So what happens is like if we are having like one banana or maybe some oatmeal, it does not have protein or fats in it and maybe not that much of fiber that we need, just have sugar in it. And when we eat it, our sugar level spikes up and then it goes down and we are hungry again, right? So we need healthy fats and proteins to keep our sugar levels uh, stabilized throughout the day. And when I say eating not enough, maybe the calories are uh, enough for it, but your body does not have that fuel that we need to perform our daily functions. And that came out of uh, a healthy breakfast that has proteins in it, that has fat in it. And who knows that this is the best or perfect meal for you i think you are the best judge for it if you're feeling satiated after the meal then that's a perfect meal for you right if you're having a healthy meal with proteins and fats and complex carb and you're feeling satiated after it you are not feeling hungry after three within three to four hours this is the best i would say assessment to see if you're having a perfect meal and uh, that's how you can uh, go on with your day and that's how i think you start feeling better with it and you do you know we just want to lose weight all the time and we just want to be calorie restricted and calorie uh, health conscious this is like a health conscious quote unquote way that we are counting our calories but i am not very supportive of it supportive of it Yeah, no, thanks for explaining that because I think most people think, oh, less calories is, um, is better for my health, but that's, that's not strictly true. It's not just the calories themselves. It's sort of the, the nutrients, right? The, the, the type of calories. So we want to make sure there's protein, fat, and carbs at every meal and snack. I think we, we mentioned that before. Uh, and I would add it to add it, um, the empty calories word to it. I love that word, like empty calories. It doesn't make any sense if it doesn't ha- if it does not have any nutritional value to it. Yes, that's true. I think a lot of breakfast foods that we've become accustomed to in the United States can be guilty of of that. Yes. So, do you have a quick tip for people with uh, similar anxiety issues? Yeah. So. Uh, this is what, uh, so I have a couple of things. The quick tip I would say is that, again, eat a whole food diet, like real foods, just try to avoid processed food. That's a big thing. That's a big favor you can do to yourself. Uh, stay active and sleep well. So I know there are three things, but they uh, you cannot achieve that. Uh, like reduce your anxiety levels if you're not sleeping well, if you're not moving, and of course, if you're not eating healthy. I love that. So eat real food, stay active, and sleep well. Yes. That's perfect. I think that's a good prescription for anyone. Uh, Yeah. And also, I would like to mention that, you know, sometimes I find that it's hard for people to connect the dots between anxiety, mental health, and gut issues like we discussed before. Uh, That's why I have designed a free mini course 
to just have the introduction that what is a relationship and how you can it's very simple and strategic way that how you can just improve your mental health or anxiety levels just by introducing the right foods or just changing your place so I have it on my website anybody can go and just watch it oh that's great so please remind us how should people reach you if they'd like to learn more yeah, so feel free to email me at sarahahmad at sarahahmadhealthandwellness.com or uh, you can just go to my website and sign up uh, or just contact me from there. They can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is sarahahmadwellness. Okay, and that's Sarah, S-A-R-A, and then Ahmed is A-H-M-E-D. Yes, perfect. Um, it's, it'll also be in the episode notes for this episode. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that great information. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, really. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2020 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.